again, everybody. We are a little away from a week away from the 2021 NFL Draft. And today we are doing the Sports Memories first ever live, live mock draft. I got JC, I got Newman, I got Marcus, and I got myself, Brandon Brister. We're going to go snake style, one through 32, every pick. And we're going to pick like we would if we were the GMs of the team. So Marcus, who's a Penn State fan, isn't taking Micah Parsons number one. Newman isn't sabotaging the draft, so his Jets get Trevor Lawrence at number two. No, we're going to try to do this as legitimately as possible, considering we're a fucking meme page. So so the order is going to be Marcus is going to go first, then Newman then JC, and then myself, and then we're going to snake style it. So I'll start back at five and so on. Everyone get it? Everyone got it? Good. Let's kick this thing off right away. No No, more bullshit. No trades. No trades. Oh, also, yeah, yeah. Again, we expect trades to happen. We're going to talk about if we believe our team is going to make a trade in that position or believe they would have traded up or traded back. But for this exercise, we're going to go straight one through 32. Great point, Newman. Thank you. I uh, I left that part out. So um, let's get this thing rocking and rolling. Marcus, you are on the board. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that I, for the, for the most part, have the easiest pick to go. Um, and I have to go against what I do prefer in this situation. But just to kick us off with the first pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. Marcus sucks. The Jacksonville Jaguars will select quarterback prodigy Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. There we go. At currently minus 10,000 to 1 odds in, uh, in the latest DraftKings sportsbook. Um yeah. Now, now, guys, um, I, I, honestly, uh, the Jags fans are so pumped. They went, not only did they get him a brand-new toaster oven for, uh, for his wedding, or uh, like a touchscreen microwave, however it is, but the rest all went to charity. And Trevor Lawrence already said he's going to donate 20000 to charity. So it's one of those very rare times that minus $10 million to one is actually going to pay off. So if you, if you want to empty out anything to pay for dinner, that's the way to go. Trevor Lawrence goes one. There we go. That, I know you lost a lot of sleep in preparation for that one. Earth, earth-shattering news. All right, Newman, you are up. You are on the board with the number two pick. So after trading away Sam Darnold for a collection of picks, uh, I would personally go a slightly different route. I would still take quarterback, but I would take Justin Fields. But uh, because we've, we're under the assumption that uh, the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson, we're not going to screw up this little mock draft because that'll just throw everything into chaos. And the New York Jets, with the number two pick, select quarterback out of BYU, Zach Wilson. Now, Newman, the Jets are your team. Walk me through a little bit why. Why? Are, what are you hearing for the reason they're preferring Wilson over Fields, despite what you think is the wrong choice? Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, it just really comes down to you know the film that they have seen on Zach Wilson. He has this ability to throw off-platform. Uh, Fields is a little bit longer of a windup in terms of his throw because he's got that 
baseball player background. So uh, he does have a little bit of a longer delivery. It's not quite as quick. And so they're looking more for uh, everyone's looking for Patrick Mahomes. So that's what they're seeing out of Zach Wilson. He's a little bit on the more slight side uh, than, than, than Fields, which is one reason that I'm not as big a fan of his. Um, and also, I really believe in Justin Fields. I've been watching him for a long time, uh, whereas Zach Wilson has kind of come out of not nowhere, but he has not. He doesn't have necessarily the track record that a guy like Justin Fields does. So that's why I would lean Fields. Um, but I, I still think that Zach Wilson can be successful, especially if the Jets are able to become a San Francisco 49ers kind of eastern coast. Do, do, do you think this is a little bit of a safe play? Because I, I would I would say that Zach Wilson has the higher floor and lower ceiling, um, but the Jets just don't want to mess this up. Is, is, is there a little bit of uh, a little bit of that into this selection? Well, so here's my thing. If you're going to play it safe, why not just keep Sam Darnold? Doesn't that give you a more safe option? Then you can just say which one, you know, if you if Fields doesn't work out or if he's not working out, you still have Darnold. So um, I don't think it's necessarily just them being safe. I think that they've identified Zach Wilson as their guy, and that's why they're going to take him. All right. Well, th- but there who we knows? Yeah. Maybe they surprise us all and wind up taking Justin Fields, but for the purposes uh, of this mock draft, we're going to take Zach Wilson. Don't think you're going to see that. Um I think the draft really starts, I've been saying it in the group, at four. So I'm, I'm thinking JC is going to do a very predictable thing here and, and follow Vegas. Uh, with the third pick, JC, who do you have? Uh, well, hey, help me out here. What are the Vegas odds with the third pick? I don't even know. <clears throat> Justin Fields has actually moved ahead in some, but it's only like plus 100 to like plus 200, 220 uh, with Mac Jones. So I'd expect – I only think that's because of the – uh, the second pro day hype, I actually expect them kind of both to settle in at plus 150 to be pretty much neck and neck come come draft day. Well, well, well the good news is JC's GM, so uh, I, think, I, think I think we're all going to be confident in what he wants here at number three. Yeah, I think, I mean, look at this pick, and especially what the 49ers moved up for. I mean, three first rounds and a third round pick to move up to this position. I, I can't. I can't see them drafting Mac Jones here. I just don't think he's that high. He's not that high on my board. I think Justin Fields is a lot closer to Trevor Lawrence than he is Zach Wilson. Uh, so I would be taking Justin Fields here. And, like, there's not a whole lot to be made about pro days. They're throwing on air. They should be good. Right. But when they have a bad pro day, like Mac Jones did, that is something you should probably take a little bit of in consideration to do. It's just a much more dynamic so, <clears throat> so Todd McShay tells this story all the time. The best pro day that he ever saw was Jamarcus Russell, who wound up being a colossal bust. Uh, most of that is because he just wasn't a hard worker. Um, really physically talented player, but not a, not a guy who's going to put in the work. Um, and then the worst pro day that he ever saw was Teddy Bridgewater, who turned out to be a pretty good NFL quarterback. I mean, he's not a stud or anything. He's not a franchise-caliber quarterback. Solid, but solid. he also didn't get drafted nearly as high. So I don't know that we're going to put too much on either way. Uh, what the pro day looks like. Yeah, as Mike Tomlin would say, you don't evaluate with football in shorts. So, yeah. yeah what, what, what also he would say is, uh, yeah, you have a baseless cloud over there overlooking the, the eyeless sky. So, <laughs> absolutely. All right, JC, what is your pick? Yeah, I'm picking Justin Fields. And I, I just want to say, Newman, I mean, do you disagree 
Do you think the better prospect here is Mac Jones? Or are you? No, no, I don't. I don't at all. I just I don't know that San Francisco sees it that way. So I sure hope I, they do. I feel bad. I sure hope. <clears throat> I sure hope they do as well. But but Justin Fields three. I, I dig it. Yeah, I mean, I think I, that's wait, wait. I think that's what everyone is thinking they should do. I think that's everything what they what they should do. Now, what what they will do, I think that's a completely different story. Um, yeah. So uh, again, let's let's move on to let's move on to four. Um, and I had if if JC had selected Mac Jones, I was taking uh, I was taking Justin Fields in this spot. Um, but. Justin Fields is already off the board, so I would think if as soon as Justin Fields comes off the board, I would think that uh, Atlanta is looking to trade down. But as Newman mentioned, uh, we aren't doing trades, so I think Atlanta goes and gets the uh, who they see can make them the most competitive the quickest. And I think they slot Kyle Pitts, tight end, who they're talking could be a generational pick, um, someone that can revolutionize that time, not revolutionized, but really fit in what the NFL is looking for uh, as, as, as the current prototypical tight end. So, um, again, Fields was going to be my pick if he was still there. He was not. So I go with the no-brainer, and where I've seen everywhere, I'm going Kyle Pitts, tight end, Florida. Yeah, so yeah. I've seen I've seen some people say that they think that Kyle Pitts is the best prospect, period, in this draft. Um, which I think is insane because you have Trevor Lawrence in this draft. But um, even at that point, I actually wrote an article today about why you should not draft Kyle Pitts uh, in the first round uh, due to the history of tight ends in the first round. So you can go check that out on our website. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, uh, to, to, to quote Booger McFarland, or uh, to paraphrase him in a, in a different context here, he really has the skill set there of Aaron Hernandez, so he will succeed. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I I can't argue with uh, with uh, Pitts there for man. He's, he's, yeah. he's got the intangibles, and he fills up uh, you know, some of the needs. Uh, and obviously, Atlanta has quite a few of them. Yeah, I mean, they could have won offensive line. Uh, they could have won a bevy of defensive positions, but they want to win now mode. They they want to bring a guy in that can score points. Clearly, that's what they want to do on offense um, and maximize Matt Ryan's last final years. So, so I think they so- go Pitts. Let me ask you guys a question. Outside of uh, quarterback, what do you think is the big, biggest area of need for Atlanta to actually become a successful team in the near future? But yeah, I mean, that... Which makes Pitts a strange pick for them, but I understand why they would do it. But to take a luxury tight end is kind of uh, a small patch on a, on a, on a big wound. But it's so Atlanta, right, JC? I mean, it's so Atlanta, it hurts. So, um, that I, so again, for I'm going to just go ahead and go to my fifth pick. Um, they're with Cincinnati. Uh, it's been it's been rumored um, that Burrow is quietly lobbying for Jamar Chase, um, but I think everyone saw the picture of the Bengals uniforms um, and clearly saw Joe Burrow's knee uh, in the scar, and I think that makes this pick an absolute no brainer. Um, if uh, I I saw some mocks having Atlanta with uh, Penny Sewell going there. Um, which I think is interesting because I think uh, JC, you asked a great, or I think Newman, you asked a great question. Um, so I'm answering it now. What position immediately helps uh, Atlanta keeping Matt Ryan upright and in, uh, in a good offensive line? Um, but I, again, I don't expect Atlanta to make that wise of a move, leaving Cincinnati's pick of Penny Sewell the one of the easier picks in the draft uh, because I've also heard that he might very well be the uh, the number one uh, prospect 
in this draft. What what would be the biggest surprise pick that Atlanta could pull here outside of trading it? <clears throat> oh Quarter, man, quarterback, I'm quarterback. It's gotta be quarterback. Yeah, going I don't think Lance. That quarterback would surprise me all that much, just to be f- like because they've been talking about potentially finding a successor to Matt Ryan a lot in terms of the you know some of the mock experts and stuff. Um, yeah, but, but 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 at four, it's not the time for it. Four is not yeah. spot yet. So, but but outside of quarterback, like what other position would really surprise you? Wide receiver. Like, I mean, a Jamar Chase. Uh, I mean, a running back. Ridiculous. Yeah. Is it too early for any of the corners to call, come off the board? I think if you go defensive player, you'd have to go Parsons here, right? Uh yeah. Or or you go one of the big, one of the corners. Um, one, one of why they would trade back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then, so Cincinnati, I think, is basically between Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell. Uh, but I, again, I think maybe I'm giving Cincinnati too much credit. They they kind of fall in the Atlanta category of they they don't seem to do anything correct organizationally. Uh, but I they they've been wanting Penny Sewell for a while. Um, that's that's all my Cincinnati friends, all one of them, have been talking about. If they don't do this, he is talking about abandoning his. Uh, his fan fanhood of Cincinnati. So I think it's, uh, I think it's a layup um, with Penny Sewell at five. Um, I mean, I had, I had friends who are uh, Bengals fans who were suggesting that the Bengals should continue to tank so that they can make sure that they can draft Penny Sewell as exactly. the first non quarterback off the board. Um, yeah. They, they, they were, were mad. They were mad when they were winning. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, they, they didn't think he was going to get there at five, but um, based on all the quarterback news, uh, it looks like there's good possibility that he will be there. Yep. Perfect. All right, so let's move on to number six. JC, you and the Miami Dolphins are on the board. Yeah, so this is kind of a complicated pick. So, I mean, I think Penny Sewell is the right pick for Cincinnati. I don't know if they go there. If they go Jamar Chase, I think Miami ends up trading down because they're not going to go edge here. They're not going to go running back here uh, more than anything else. So if, if Jamar Chase is here, which will be my pick, is Jamar Chase to Miami at six here. But if for some reason they don't trade and Sewell is gone, or I'm sorry, and Jamar Chase is gone, I would slot them with Rashawn Slater, who's going to be probably more than likely moving from tackle to the inside of the offensive line sooner than later, just a little bit smaller size. Short but, arms, too, alligator arms a little bit. But he's yeah. good. And they had really good tape, um, you know, against Ohio State last year, too. So he's probably the best interior offensive lineman. They may try him out of tackle first. But because Jamar Chase is here, he's the best fit for Miami. Give to us some help. Jamar Chase goes at six. There we go. Yeah, so I like that pick. Um, I think there's a good chance of that happening. I really think that Miami is kind of, if they're going to leave their eggs in the Tua basket, they need to find out what he can do with some talented weapons around him. Um, and, before you know, last year uh, the, the Dolphins didn't really have anyone that could stretch the field. They did sign uh, Will Fuller, so he will give them a little bit of that but he's only on a one-year deal and Jamar Chase could potentially be a game changer there. So uh, I do like that pick out of Miami and I, that's kind of the way I'm leaning as well. Um, I expect them to do, to go there provided the board falls this way. Um, <clears throat> at pick number seven, uh, you know, so uh, per Brandon, we have the, the needs for Detroit listed as wide receiver corner, offensive tackle and quarterback. Uh, I don't think that they go quarterback after just trading for Jared Goff. Uh, they'll probably wait a little bit longer to see what happens with that and build the rest of the roster up because it is such a bad roster. Um, 
wide receiver. You don't need a wide receiver if you don't have a quarterback. Uh, and also we've seen a history of Detroit wide receivers not pan out very well. Bringing in a guy like Dan Campbell to me, uh, I think that this is going to be an organization that's going to try to build from the trenches out. So I have Detroit taking uh, offensive tackle or offensive lineman. As you mentioned, he may kick inside uh, out of Northwestern, Rashawn Slater. Yeah, I mean, I don't, again, they're either taking defensive offensive line. Um, that the, the, knee, the knee-biting coach there isn't taking anything other than a grit guy. Right. I mean, that's 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 the culture he wants to bring. So, yeah, it was it was going to be in the trenches or on defense. That's um, just kind of the writing on the wall seems obvious there. On the off chance, Jamar Chase falls to this pick, being that they have very limited wide receiver options. Do you think they'd make that pick with Jamar Chase if he falls to seven? I don't. Well, so what, who are we who are we thinking that goes ahead of him at Miami? Somebody trade up and grab a quarterback or something like so if Miami is not set on drafting a wide receiver there, they just trade out. Yeah, somebody comes up for a quarterback. Um, I don't. I don't. If see I that. was them, I still wouldn't take the wide receiver. I guess it's possible. Yeah, it, it's totally possible, and it's totally Detroit. I mean, I feel like we're slamming these organizations, but there's a reason these teams are always drafting where they are, right? Because they never make the right freaking selection. So would it shock me? No, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see a way Jamar Chase gets there, and I don't see a way, even if he does, that they pick him. So, um, you know, Newman, just like fantasy football, you're already throwing curve. You're already taking the selections that I want right before I need them. Uh, uh, truth, yeah, I, I, I think, I, th- I think Slater is a great fit in Carolina. Um, I, I don't think quarterback's the way to go. Um, I, I think he's a nice round and pound kind of guy, physical, very athletic. Surprisingly. Uh, um, athletic for his size and all that. So you definitely, for me, for a loop. And um, at this point, because you took that, I think Carolina only has one option. It's not quarterback. Um, it's going to be to do what they missed the opportunity on last year, and that's to take the best defensive player in the draft. So, Damn, I didn't think you'd go that early, but it's, uh, it's not surprising. It's, it's what Carolina needs. <laughs> With that pick, Michael Parsons, Penn State. Um, Carolina had the opportunity last year to uh, pick Isaiah Simmons, and they let that one slide, and they're going to be regretting it for a while. Um, offense tap was definitely a need. Uh, receives, they could do some upgrades, but they can get those in the second, third, fourth. Yeah, they can, they can. There's definitely enough depth there to draft offensive linemen or uh, wide receivers later in the draft. Um, so yeah, I, I thought them actually again looking doing my research and knowing their needs were corner. I thought they may have taken um, you know Caleb Farley or or some of the other corners uh, that that would have been there. Um, that's a division that throws the ball a lot. I mean, you're you're looking at Atlanta, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Um, you need corners in that division, but um, I, you know their defense was horrible last year. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. I don't, so, I don't know where they where they ranked, but they had to be one of the worst teams at, at defense. So that that is that is no shock that Marcus, as the GM for Carolina, went with the went with the the best defensive player on the board there. So I didn't think that their linebackers in particular were all that bad last year. 
Um, they did have some productive players on that defense. Uh, some of the younger guys that they did draft over the last couple seasons have started to, you know, have start have looked really good. Um, linebacker is not is not a particular need, but I have no issue with taking the best player available, especially when you're Carolina and you say, uh, look at Micah Parsons. Can he not do exactly what Devin White is doing down in Tampa? Uh, let's go get that guy. Yeah. So, J- JC, what what what, are, what were your thoughts there on possibly taking a corner? Because um, I've seen I've seen wide receiver and corner almost exclusively there to Carolina. Yeah, I think that would definitely be, if not like Micah Parsons, the best just defensive player available. Uh, we can look at Patrick Sertan Jr. Uh, or J.C. Horn, one of those guys that they want to go with. Uh, I'd have no problem with that pick there. I think it makes sense. Micah Parsons, you know, could be, you know, David Tepper is kind of a Pittsburgh guy. Micah Parsons is from, you know, uh, the middle of state there in and, you know, Penn State guy as well. So maybe there's that Pennsylvania connection that kind of links them together. But, you know, I think this isn't too early for one of the top corners if that's their guy. I think it's going to be a lockdown. Like, especially you mentioned in division with Michael Thomas, with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. They're going to need that help too. Absolutely. Nope, nope. Good good selection there, Marcus. Uh, going next, could we see Denver taking the next quarterback? Are they, are they drafting Mac Jones? Or does Mac Jones and Trey Lance continue to slide, Marcus, with the ninth pick? Who is Denver picking? See, boys, I, um, I'm, at, I'm still kind of torn with what Denver is doing, um, but at this point, I think that I'm, I'm assuming that uh, John Lynch is trying to rebuild what actually made them very good, and that, and that's from the defense. So at this point, um, I th- maybe they're not sold on Mac Jones. I know I'm not sold on Trey Lance. So you go with what. The, the no fly zone over there in Denver. I think you go with the top corner, um, and and, I, and now there's some debate with J.C. Horn, but Patrick Chetan Jr. Alabama, that's that's your number nine pick there. Um, I think that's the right way to go. To um, they could go edge rusher because uh, obviously Von Miller with his issues, but I think you go with the best of the second best defender um, here. Yep, I, that that's who I would have went with your previous pick, Marcus. But yeah, I think. I think all the options of what Denver want is off the board. The the, the premier offensive tackles are gone. The quarterbacks are gone. Um, I, I think they go corner there as well and try to bring back what they had to run with. I think you're I think you're spot on there with that analysis. Well, I don't think all the cornerbacks are, quarterbacks are gone. You still have Trey Lance and Mac Jones on the board uh, if you are Denver. So, I mean, if I'm them, I would probably lean more towards Lance. Uh, given that you do have Drew Locke, um, because uh, with that offensive line, you can't really protect Mac Jones, so there's no reason to throw him in there. Um, and obviously, Lance does have a bigger upside, um, but that defense is already pretty pretty darn loaded. So, uh, you know, adding to it at corner, it's it's only going to make him a little bit more tougher to face. Yep, I agree. All right, Newman, um, Dallas, uh, the big D here. Uh, I think they would have loved. Patrick Sertain, I think they would have, uh, but uh, do we do we see a uh, do we see uh, a tight end? Do we see an edge rusher? Where where are we where are we going with uh, with the big D? No, personally, I don't think there's another tight end that's going to be drafted in the first round um, outside of Kyle Pitts. Yeah, uh, and I think, as I, think I mentioned, huge. Drop I would off. I would I wouldn't draft a tight end. Uh, I wouldn't even draft Kyle Pitts in the first round. At least not in the top ten for sure. Yep. Um, if I'm going to play him at tight end, maybe if I plan on playing him at wide receiver, but uh, for Dallas. So some of the, the, I, I agree that, um, that certain would have been a great pick for them here. 
Um, so, and I don't think the edge rushing talent is what is worthy of a top 10 pick here. So if, if the ball, the board falls as it is and Dallas is not able to trade out which there is a rumor that, you know, a team like new England may trade up to that number 10 spot and, and get their quarterback if they like Mac Jones or Trey Lance in this situation. Uh, so provided Dallas would not be able to trade out, um, I could definitely see them going back to the well and drafting um, either Caleb Farley or uh, J.C. Horn there out of South Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. I've actually seen where Caleb Farley is a little bit more of the projected uh, higher-end prospect here. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, Denver takes cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Yep. Yeah, I think I think all three are absolute studs. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm selfishly hoping um, that Caleb – I've seen Caleb Farley falling out of the first round in a few. Um, I, I've seen a slide with him a little bit. But, again, he, he, he was at top of the boards right after the season. He's, he's fallen a little bit behind Horn and Sertain, but I think that's a great pick, Newman. JC, yeah. do you see so Dallas possibly going Den- anywhere else? That's the Dallas, by the way. I don't know if I said oh. Denver. I think I may have. No, I, I said I said Dallas. We're all good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of in the same position. Uh, interesting that you went Caleb Farley over J.C. Warren. I, I think there are some people out there that are a little shy on Horn, who's a bit more physical, a bit more man-to-man corner, so it might be a better scheme fit for him. Uh, I feel like, I mean, personally, I feel like J.C. Warren's more the style of corner that uh, Dallas would probably take. But, uh, I mean, the same position, I think that's a good fit for them. I was just expecting J.C. Horn to go. Yep. Yeah, so uh, from everything I've read about the evaluations, they do grade Farley as the better pure cover corner. Um, so uh, I can see if I'm, if I'm you know, Dallas and I'm Jerry Jones, who often we know has an influence on these picks, uh, the last Just great little cover, bit. the last great cover, pure cover corner they had was not a guy who was necessarily as physical, uh, not a guy that really liked to tackle, but he's, you know, maybe the greatest corner of all time in Deion Sanders. So uh, Caleb Farley gives you that pure cover corner skill there. Yeah. They, the, so, so with Dallas, when it comes to corners, I think the last, the last time they picked super high, higher than now, I think it was what four or five or six is when they took Mo Claiborne out of LSU who didn't pan out. Uh, and, and honestly, if, if, when you're talking about a corner spot here, if Sertan is gone, like he is in this mock, I would not surprise, be surprised if they, uh, uh, if they take old boy out of Northwestern. That, what, what did he run? A four, three, eight, I believe he ran. Uh, Greg Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, I mean, he, he was speedster, absolute. Are you speedster. talking? Are you talking the corner out of Northwestern? Yeah, 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 the corner out of Northwestern. Rob, uh, uh, Newsom. Newsom, Newsom, Newsom. Newsom. Greg, yeah. Greg Newsom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, four, three, eight. I would not be surprised if uh, if he just so happened to be the second corner off if Sertan's gone at that point, because uh, we know that Dallas likes uh, some splash and some speed, similar to uh, one of our favorite, uh, the Raiders. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm. I'm, let's let's keep it in the NFC East and roll on over to JC. Um, I think the I think the Giants have to go trenches, either offensive line or defensive line. Are you going to surprise me here at all? Uh, yeah, I guess I am going to surprise you. I don't think they're going to go in the trenches. And and JC Horn kind of throws a little bit of a, a curveball for me because I didn't think he was going to end up being here. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, they're going to take Jalen Waddle to pair with uh, Kenny Galladay booster up that offense, figure out what they have in Daniel Jones. Um, and just GMs are amazed with his speed. 
uh, which I, I think that's going to be key for both of the Alabama wide receivers to not be the alpha dog, uh, the number one wide receivers to be that number two, uh, you know, strong guy with them. So I think this is going to be a, a good fit for Waddle, kind of figure out what they have in Daniel Jones and see if they can really get that offense moving uh, and get a chance to, to potentially make the playoffs this year. So I don't know that corner is the spot where uh, where the Giants really need to, to to use that value. I actually think that their safeties are a little bit more of the issue there. Um, Bradbury had a great year last year, and I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that this is a bad pick for the Giants. Uh, I definitely they're a team that can add talent anywhere uh, and improve. But um, I would actually lean somewhere else here if I was taking that. But uh, taking corner there for the Giants is not a bad pick at all. Oh, we took uh, Jalen Waddle. I'm sorry, he took Waddle. That's right. That's right. Uh, he he yeah. did take Waddle. Yep. Listen, Newman. Listen. So, sorry, I, I got caught up on what I was going to say before it before he made the pick. Uh, yeah, Waddle is um, Waddle is a really talented, dynamic player. Um, but they do have a lot of wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Guess what? The Steelers have a lot of running backs too, but no one fucking makes any plays. So <laughs> that is very fair. Just because you got warm bodies doesn't mean you have playmakers. I am surprised by that pick. I'm, I, I thought you, I could thought you could have went many ways. I think, um, I think Joe Judge. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him as a guy who who would maybe value that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Jalen Waddle. If 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 he wasn't, uh, if he didn't get hurt, who who knows where he could have been? Um, so I mean, if you're taking talent, you can't argue with that pick whatsoever coming um, in a lot of people thought he was the best wide receiver uh in the draft uh even over jamar chase so um but with him the injury question is just a lot especially playing on that rough turf up in new york and another reason why i'm a little mad because i thought i had a home run if i'm the philly gm i think jalen waddle staring at me right there at philly would have been a no-brainer uh devonta smith makes a little bit more sense but Again, I, I think I think Philly, their, their two biggest needs are uh, wide receiver, cor- well, basically secondary help. So, I mean, you can go Devonta Smith. You could go J.C. Horn. You can go the safety out of TCU, uh, Morig. Um, but I, 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 I think Philly's in a prime position to trade back a few spots here because they, obviously they're lacking a lot of places, but – yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I think, I think they need, I think they need, a, like you said, a little bit more quantity over quality. Um, so again, I, I guess, cause they have s- such a bevy of needs. Um, but if I'm Philadelphia, I feel like, Hey, I, I got a quarterback that can sling it uh, a new, a new offensive coach coming from Indianapolis. Um, so I think they, I think they go with Devonta Smith. I don't, I don't, I don't love the pick. I would have loved Waddle more. Um, basically, like I said, I'm between JC Horn, Morig and Smith. Uh, but I got to think Philadelphia offensive coach, um, going in with, with Jalen hurts. They, they wanted to make some explosive plays and the Heisman winner who all he did was put up stats. Uh, even though he's about 175 dripping wet, um, Devonta Smith with the 12th pick to Philadelphia. Yeah. I, so I yeah. Think he'll, he'll, he'll replace Deshaun Jackson. Um, uh, you know, Jalen hurts has thrown some touchdowns to Devonta, not many but he's thrown a few. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they yeah, they did play together in, in, uh, at Alabama. So they do have um, a good deal of at least familiarity, uh, which I think will help at least uh, if, if that is the pick uh, in making that adjustment to the system. Uh, anytime you have another player that you really trust and can, and can speak the same language as you because they have played in the same system and have familiar terminology, we'll be able to move you along a little bit faster, especially with those two positions. 
Yeah, and I know I spent a ton of time on the Philly pick because I was really torn. Um, but I think I think this the pick number thirteen with the Chargers. They have their quarterback of the future. They need to protect it. Um, I'm going to take Christian Derrishaw from Virginia Tech. Um, I think they would have probably hoped for Rashawn Slater, uh, but Newman, you selected him to Detroit earlier. Uh, so I'm going Christian Derrishaw, offensive tackle, um, Virginia Tech. Yeah, so, I really like that pick for um, for for them there. Derrishaw is really good. Uh, I could see him getting drafted earlier, um, but he's he's just a big big mover and, and he can really play the tackle position. Uh, he's he's pretty dominant out there. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think the Chargers are actually in this, like super unique position of like drafting what thirteen I think this year, right? Yep. And, yes. and, and also, like they're actually flirting with like a luxury pick. Um, they're they're actually really freaking loaded on both sides of the ball. They could go receiver, yeah, but the offensive tackle is the right way. So I'm definitely gonna agree with you. But um, you, you guys know the Chargers are gonna be one of my uh, top two dark horses of the uh, the AFC. Uh, to my darling teams, sure. but um, um, some some fun options there. But yeah, I I'll agree. But a weird a weird weird spot for a luxury pick. That's kind of where I'm just going at. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, so Minnesota's next. Man, I, I think I don't know where they're gonna go. A lot of the top guys are off. I think this is where a reach versus need starts to happen. Uh, JC, you surprised us all with Waddle. Um, are you surprising us again with who's going to Minnesota? Yeah, potentially. I, I do think this is kind of a, a tough pick. They have a couple of different needs. Uh, you know, Derrissaw just went. Unfortunately, they do need that. Have a, a need at the left side of the offensive line. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little bit torn here to where to go as well, especially with J.C. Horn still on the board. I know they did bring in Patrick Peterson that you need help a corner, um, but I think they have a big need at edge as well. So I'm going to go ahead and take. Jalen Phillips uh, out of Miami for their okay edge. Phillips over Quiddy. Uh, tell us why you kind of went uh, why you went Phillips instead of him because I I have I have I have the dude from Michigan ahead. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of the feel there. I think he's going to be end up being a better fit uh, within the system than, than Quiddy. Perfect. Yep. I don't have an issue with that. I think that's definitely the position they need to go. Defensive line. Um, our, our edge rusher is is definitely something that that's that's lacked, uh, and something that they they made their hay on for a long time. So I think I think that uh, that position makes sense. I think the person is wrong, um, but uh, again, I think I think we're splitting hairs there. Cool. There we go. So New England, uh, Newman, you got to be smiling with Lance and Jones. We got to be having our next quarterback coming off the board at New England, right? They gotta be Belichick's gotta be laughing. Yeah, uh, I I don't see that this actually playing out this way in the draft where New England actually gets to sit there at fifteen and uh, take that um and and take that pick uh, at, at quarterback. But uh, for me, if I'm New England and this is the way the board's played out, I'm running to the to up running my card up there with Trey Lance's name on it. Trey Lance over Mac Jones. Um, is this yeah, strictly off uh, the the pro day? No, so if you're New England, uh, you got to be going for the upside here, right? Um, so I think with with a guy like you know Cam already there uh, and some other quarterback options with uh, you know Hoyer and Stidham and whatever, uh, you can afford to develop the guy. 
So if you are, you know, Josh McDaniels and you're planning for the future here in New England, because there's a good chance that even if Bill eventually retires, you may take over. Uh, I think you want to go with the guy who has a bigger upside there. And, uh, and and that would be, you know, uh, Trey Lance. And let's be real, he doesn't exactly have a, a bunch fewer games played than Mac Jones. He just played on a much worse team uh, in a much worse division. So, Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, I think you're right. I think Belichick would choose Trey Lance. I think he sees, I think he sees the direction. I think he sees the direction of where, um, the NFL is going and they're definitely going more towards the Trey Lances versus the Mac Jones. So uh, Belichick has always been a little bit ahead of the curve. JC, what do you think about that selection Lance over Jones? I agree with it as a prospect. I think Trey Lance may have, you know, the second or third highest ceiling of any quarterback. He's an absolute cannon. Uh, he hasn't played, hasn't had a lot of snaps in college or high school to this standpoint, which I know some people will be worried about, but I do think he has a super high ceiling. You have a little bit time to develop him. You can go in with Cam this year and have him figure it out, which is a great person for him to learn behind as well. I know Belichick is really big on decision making, so you know, depending on how they look at how Lance processes versus Mac Jones, that could go and kind of equate to the decisions that they make. But I think Lance is the right pick. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, if uh, next we have Arizona at sixteen, and we have Marcus selecting it. You guys uh, followed sports memory at all during the most recent season. You know Marcus just has an absolute man crush on what's going on over there in the desert. So, Marcus, uh, I am pumped to see what you who are you selecting uh, for Arizona at number sixteen? Because honestly, I you know I, I don't know where you're going to go. Um, I think you could go a number of different ways, uh, but I'm I'm prepared to be shocked. I, I think you're about to get a super boner for where I go with the Raiders next, but um, man, the Cardinals are missing some pieces, but I think value wise, um, we definitely needed some, some more assistance on the defensive end. Hey, well, yeah. where did J, where did, where did JC Horn go? JC yeah. Horn is still on the board. I've almost really stopped. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it's it's I've I haven't seen him getting out of the top ten, let alone falling to sixteen. So I got to think this is a slam dunk with J.C. Horn. Uh, I, I think 16. he's. Not, I I think they are going to uh, reap some benefits back to back years. Not necessarily the best defender, but someone who slides as when they shouldn't. J.C. Horn, Arizona Cardinals. I think it fills me with Patty P going and uh, the way the the cards are falling here. It's a slam dunk for the Cardinals. Absolutely. And, and right now, they probably are winning this draft with best value, getting J.C. Horn at 16. It's um, a monster. That's, that's, that's absolutely huge. Right, They now. got great value last year with their draft by just letting, Mon- you know, taking what fell to them. So. Yep. Yeah, I, I, and I, I, think, I think it's a spot where you have to. Um, and, and back to back years, you know, you really don't need the skill spots. Um, you, you have the pieces. You have the – Weird offensive mind. I think solidify that defense is going to be first and foremost. Perfect. All right. Um, I know we were joking beforehand uh, that you had a little bit of a hard time um, pronouncing some names. So, are you going to shock me, or uh, are you going to uh, are you going to try to pronounce one of the two defensive players going here? Or are you going a different direction with uh, Las Vegas? I was going to. Um, I think there are still. And, and here's your shock and surprise. I think at this spot, uh, you have some quarterback questions. And you have a quarterback that is not 
it's not going up as high as we thought. Um, quarterback battle is good, and I think at at this number, it's a healthy number for good competition. Mac Jones, Alabama. Really? Is did Mariota sign back there? He's he's gone. He's no, gone. I don't believe so. Wait. Okay. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. No, he did. He uh, he, did, he, he did sign back. Yeah, he so restructured. They made a restructure deal. He's got zero guaranteed money. Yes, but he is technically there for now. Yeah, yeah so a, you're going to yeah, keep I, that pick of Mac Jones with three quarterbacks on the roster. I'm, I definitely am because Gr- because Gr- Mariota loves can quarterbacks. Get, Mar- Mariota can't get moved, and it's kind of like a prove it or you know get it done with Carr. You know because after after this season, um, you're looking at um, let, like almost no guaranteed money. I mean, there's some, but like in comparison. Uh, it, it, it falls down a lot, I, but I think here you have to take Mac Jones just because he fell so far. Yep. Um, no, no one in the world thought it'd be there, so I think I think there's no, you can't beat healthy quarterback competition. Uh, they have they have a lot a lot of young talented guys on defense, but um, I, th- I think Mac Jones is a play here. So I mean, we know we know uh, Vegas has the brightest before. Who did they take last year? Maybe it was the year before that nobody saw coming. They took Colin like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farrell. Everyone's like, he's not even a first round pick, and they took him in the top five. Um, and, and they also took uh, Henry Ruggs last year over, um, you know, Jerry Judy. Off the board. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, I, I like the surprise. I don't. I don't know if I like the position, but you're right. If there's one team that has a track record, it's it's Mayock and and Gruden. So I uh, that I I think you might be a genius or you might be an idiot. Uh, I'm gonna let the jury decide. On that one, um, they, they also they also emphasize you know players who played on championship winning teams uh, because they think that, that holds a lot more weight to it. So Mac Jones being you know the championship winning quarterback for this past season, I'm sure John Gruden has uh, you know is is all wet just thinking about it. Now 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 with the offseason, obviously the Raiders basically dismantled their entire offensive line, but. Um, but the Raiders are known for splash, like just headline plays, weird, weird drafts. Um, it's going to spark interest. It's going to piss people off. But if there's anything that is the Raiders style other than uh, drafting the fast, fastest player out there, it's just making a weird splash play to get the headlines going. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's move to, my, let's move to Miami here with Newman. Are we going to see our first running back off the board? Or do some of these top linebackers go, Newman? Which which direction are you going with Miami at 18 in their second pick of the first yeah, round? Yeah, so, so if you know anything about me, I will not draft a, a running back in the first round. So if I'm making this pick for Miami, there's no way I'm going that route. Um, there's also plenty of running back depth in this draft that can be had much later. Um, and running backs are a dime a dozen. Um, in regards to what Miami should actually do, they're going to take the best player on the board. Uh, who is Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, uh, safety slash linebacker out of Notre Dame. If you ever watch this guy play, he's just a freak. He's all over the field. Um, he's a little bit more of that hybrid style, like Derwin James, uh, Micah Parsons kind of, Isaiah Simmons, et cetera. Um, and he's just a flat-out playmaker. Don't you, you put a guy like dare that? Put, put him in that, that category. <laughs> you, you, you put a guy like that uh, in the hands of Brian Flores and, and, and let him get creative with him, and I think that's a nightmare for uh, the rest of the AFC East. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think that's a good pick. That's where I thought, uh, I thought he would have been gone by now. I was a little surprised he lasted. We, we're seeing some sliding here. 
Um, I think uh, with specifically uh, the defensive players, um, I think very heavy offense um, early. So, no, I, I like that pick. That is something that, that Brian Flores, I think, will flourish with. It's one of their needs. Um, I think that's a great pick, Newman. Yeah, some we all know I like to talk shit about Newman um, in, in all of his picks in any aspect. Um, but but I, obviously, I've talked about Miami trading out of six and grabbing Micah Parsons because he's a he's a player that would fill a lot of needs there. Um, so yeah, if uh, is uh, if, if Osuwu, if our, our, our Notre Dame guy is sitting back there, it's an absolute steal for Miami. He's going to fit that scheme perfect. Yep, agreed. So good pick, Dick. Good pick, dickhead. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the NFC East and and uh, and JC here. Um, I think Washington could be again. We've talked about it on this pod a lot that they could be a candidate to move up. Um, the way this is played out, I think they have a pretty tough selection. Are they taking a second tier running back or a, a second tier wide receiver? Um, are they taking the first safety? Where where is uh, where is Washington going? Yeah, I think kind of mentioned a good point about trading up here. Like if Mac Jones were to slip that far, the next two picks, Washington and Chicago, they they could potentially trade up to get that, even though I do think Fitzpatrick, I hope they give him a full season because I think they can take him to the playoffs. Um, But I think in here, they they need to help on the offensive line. So I'm not going to go safety, definitely not going to go running back. There's a guy that I love, uh, and that's Tevin Jenkins. He's super violent. Um, he's super versatile. He's able to play on the left side, the right side of the offensive line. They can kind of stick him wherever they need to. I think he is one of the better uh, offensive tackle prospects. We can pretty much play anywhere on the offensive line outside of center. But I think Tevin Jenkins is a really good fit here for Washington. Tevin Jenkins, yeah. his his uh, I've seen him all over the first round. I've seen him slip into the second. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I – They've had a great offensive line for a long time. Um, I think they're sort of in, in a tough spot, so they um, they address their biggest need with a little bit of a reach. Um, I think that's a I think that's going more for need than value. Um, but I, I like it. He's reach. I don't know if you watch Tevin's film. He, I think he's really good. I, I don't know who has him in the second round, but I kind of disagree with it. I think like he'd be a perfect fit in Pittsburgh as well if he went offensive tackle there. I think Tevin's really good. Yep. Yeah, so he, he definitely is the, the next offensive tackle off the board, in my opinion. And I do I do think that there's no way he gets out of the first round, in all honesty. Um, I didn't have him going there. I thought he would go a little bit later. But, uh, but yeah, that's – no, he's, he's definitely a first-rounder, um, and I would be very surprised to see him fall into the second round. So, yep. so, so with Washington, um, I guess my two questions are other than – uh, edge rush because I believe that uh, Ryan Kerrigan is not he's he's still a free agent he's not he's not back in Washington I think someone correct me if I'm wrong there yeah let me look that up I'll look it up real quick I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure he like mid season he's like I I need to get he, out he of is here still and, a free agent he as of yeah. three days ago he is still a free agent yeah so he so he doesn't reside so I th- I think um and I, I like Jenkins there it's a, it's a good fit um i think edge is definitely consideration and someone who i think could definitely get drafted higher than they deserve is bateman out of minnesota man just a big receiver to kind of complement what they've got going on with uh smaller speedsters uh so i think that's something there brought in curtis samuel as well yeah well that's what i'm saying like just like smaller speedsters but bateman's a just a bit bigger body like you know just like a framework a reach. I, I, well in the playoffs, I think he might be all right. Plus, they have uh, Logan Thomas. That's kind of why I, I stayed away from wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just posing a question, but I, I, I love the Jenkins pick for sure. 
Yeah, um, I, I, I like the Jenkins pick as well. I was I was secretly hoping he slid to Pittsburgh in our draft, um, so that so that so that Marcus could pick Jenkins over over who I think he's going to pick. Um, but a lot a lot of talk about Bateman. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense for for the Bears at twenty. Um, but however, uh, I I think I think they go to another need. They lost Kyle Fuller. Um, and there's been a lot of buzz between Greg Newsom of Northwestern and Chicago. So I think I think Newsom uh, replaces Kyle Fuller there at the Chicago defense. They keep a, the strength of their team there on the defensive side of the ball. They've seen a lot of them being a Northwestern kid. Um, so again, I think Chicago goes Greg Newsom out of Northwestern quarterback. Is he the top corner left on the board? On my board, he is. Yep. Okay. Where, where did J.C. Horn go one more time? J.C. Horn went to Arizona at the That's 16th. right. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, so, 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 so this one out there is probably Asante. Yep. Asante yeah. Samuel yeah. Is, would, would, be, would be the next one that okay. I have there. Um, All right. Back to back. Give us the next one. Back to back. Yeah. Um, this the, the Colts went out and got Carson Wentz this year, um, and they re-signed T.Y. Hilton, who is a little bit of shell of himself. Um, Paris Campbell can never stay healthy. Um, they, they had another young wide receiver actually put together quite a bit of a year. Um, but I saw them going two directions. Um, I see them either going with Quiddy pay that the edge rusher from Michigan or going Rashad Bateman or, or Bateman from, from Minnesota. Uh, I'm really torn between this one guys between Bateman and pay. Um, I think I'm going to go edge rusher, but I could see them also going to get more help for Carson Wentz since that's the investment they made. Um, but I'm going top guy on my board, uh, which is the edge rusher um, from Michigan there. So quitty pay. So I think that Indianapolis's biggest need is, and it's a glaring weakness, is offensive tackle with Anthony Costanza retiring. Um, had There's one nobody of, there though. There's nobody there. The, the, you didn't let me finish the question. <laughs> had one of the those tackles fallen to you, Darisaw yeah. or Jenkins, would that have been the pick? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, that's why I was. Didn't you see how much shit I was giving um, giving uh, JC for picking Tevin Jenkins? He was my last hope for Indianapolis. There after after yeah. he made that pick of Jenkins, I honestly didn't know where I was going until I just made this selection. With Indianapolis, I, I I had no idea where to go. Okay, so, but yeah, I'm I'm taking top guy on the board. Uh, God, who? Uh, White? No, Justin. Um, they got from the Kansas City, Justin Houston. Um, they they haven't signed back Justin Houston yet, so there is a hole for edge rusher. He's the best player on the board. Um, Houston Houston's still a free agent, I believe. He is. Yep. All right, uh, JC. Again, you continue to ruin my draft and surprise me. So um, keep it going with Tennessee already. Uh, again, I think I think um, I think corner could be an option here based on team needs. Uh, I think I think wide receiver could be here. Uh, again, I, I haven't really seen the safety from TCU keep falling. That 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 would be a great value pick. For Tennessee, that needs to keep improving that defense. Uh, JC, where are you going with Tennessee? JC just said, "Fuck you" with his eyes. <laughs> uh, man, I mean, so many of my like potential picks here for Tennessee have been taken. Exactly, uh, which really makes it super tough. So, 
I want to, I guess, I'll buy some time here commenting back on the Washington pick. One of the reasons I didn't go edge as well because Montez Sweat uh, is a monster as well. So they have him to go uh, on the other side, the, the defensive end there for them. But, yeah, corner here. So Greg Newsom's gone, right? Greg Newsom is gone, yes. Uh, Chicago just replaced Kyle Fuller with him. Yeah, more than likely would end up going with Greg Newsom here to stir up the corner for them. I like Morig a lot. I have him going a little bit later. Um, do they go? Do they go Bateman here? Uh, give uh, give give some help there on the outside. The oh, so Bateman's still available. Bateman is still available. Yes. I thought we just took Bateman. Then, no, he took no. Uh, Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay. Yep. Oh, good to know. So I don't have to talk about Quiddy Pay later. Awesome. Um, yeah, I will go Rashad Bateman here. I do think they need to shore up that wide receiver two spot. It's amazing to think that like Corey Davis being gone, it's going to be a big hole for them to fill. I was hoping one of the Alabama guys would get here. I thought maybe Devontae Smith would fall. I think this is an ideal spot for him. Uh, but I think Rashad Bateman's going to be a great wide receiver too. Similar size, similar skill set to Corey Davis. I will take Rashad Bateman here. Thank you for the help with that one. So that makes a lot of sense to me, but I think that's that's the right pick for them. I apologize for being confusing because uh, I was kind of in your same boat as soon as as soon as Jenkins went. I was trying to figure out what the hell to do. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. We're definitely we're definitely in the tough part of the draft. Um, but Newman should be all over his because his team is up next. Uh, so Newman, give me your slam dunk with who uh, who you want your Jets to take at twenty three. So, yeah, I do, uh, just to touch on that pick, I do like that pick of Bateman for them. I think that makes perfect sense, especially, you know, just like you said, replaces Corey Davis. I think that's, uh, the, you know, immediately can step in and fill that role um, for the Jets. So you have it listed as uh, here's the thing about the Jets. They literally could improve uh, with pretty much drafting any position at this point. Yep. So when that is the situation and you are the team like a team like the Jets, what I would do is just take the best player that you have available on the board. So. The New York Jets with the 23rd overall pick are going to select uh, the best edge rusher in this draft, um, Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. Um, he's an absolute freak. He was insanely productive, and he's still only 20 years old. Uh, so this is a guy who has tremendous upside and has also already demonstrated that he can be a, an impact edge rusher at the college level where he played at Georgia. So it's not like he was playing up against scrubs, uh, you know, playing in the toughest conference in, in uh, college football. Yep, that was that was another pick. I was between him and Pay for Michigan. So mm-hmm. but I, I went I'm with the Big Ten guy because I'm a Big Ten guy. Uh, makes makes perfect sense. One thing I do oh. love about the Jets is that they will, uh, you know, obviously according to what we're doing, is they're going to take two first round guys that uh, neither has first round talent, and um, I'll I'll love <laughs> to watch it. What, what do you mean? Neither have first round talent. Wilson, yeah, Wilson and uh, and, and your edge rusher. Yeah, you you don't think Ali, uh, Aziz uh, Ojolari is, uh, is has a first round talent at defensive end or at, at no, head, no, edge rusher? No, I, I do not. I do not. Okay, not. so when Pittsburgh actually winds up taking him at twenty four, uh, then then we'll see what you think about it there. No, yeah, I'm, oh, gonna, that, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do a shot of whiskey. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right, here yeah. we go. A Yinzer making the Yinzer pick. I cannot wait uh, for them to go um, some I sort mean, of offensive line. All of the I interior mean, offensive linemen are there. Please make a smart pick. Um, hold on. A Yinzer making a Yinz, making the Yinzer's pick here had a 75% chance of happening. So let's be real. <laughs> 
So do not do not do what I think you're going to do with the 24th pick. Do I don't I'm going to. Do it. I'm going to. <laughs> and with the 24th pick of the 2021 NFL Draft, the Steelers will select linebacker if he wanted to be all pro future Hall of Fame running back, Najee. <laughs> Boo. My terrible towel. I will be Swing so it. mad. I will be Swing so it, mad it's all day. if they pass up Landon Dickerson or the USC interior offensive lineman. You don't even I mean, know his name. Don't even say that. <laughs> it, it's it's Alea Vera Tucker is, is Elijah? Elijah. Elijah? Elijah Wait, Vera never Tucker. Read, ne- never read the Bible there, buddy? <laughs> I, I, I have not. Um, but Speak, speaking of speaking of Elijah Vera Tucker, um, I've, I've got Jacksonville at the next pick, and you know what? When you're talking about someone who is borderline top ten, top fifteen talent, and can play either tackle or guard, and you have the entire future going on, Big Blondie, Elijah Vera Tucker, USC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, there. I don't think he slides to twenty four, let alone twenty five. Yeah, that's a no brainer to protect your yeah. investment. I, I yeah, so I, you have to at that point. I, so I think he winds up going like much earlier. Here, the Jags mock draft uh, for us going moving forward here. So I have Trayvon Morig here first and foremost, but also it could be a pick if Trayvon goes earlier. Do you think there's a possibility of them reaching on their tight end prospect as a huge need for them with maybe a Pat Fryer in view? Uh, for for Cleveland or for, for Jacksonville? Jacksonville? Yeah. Um, I I don't. Um, this is a team like the Jets that are really can just improve no matter what what the position they select. So I don't think there's a reason to really reach on any one position. I think you just take the best player on your board. Um, so I, I, I don't know that they would that they would reach for Fryermuth. Uh, I've seen some projections that actually they don't have him going to the third round. And there's also a bunch of really good players still left on this board. Um, I actually think they would be more likely to take a guy like Christian Barmore. Um, the defensive tackle out of Alabama, yeah, who who great. is the, the number one defensive tackle and hasn't been taken yet, uh, and that you know th- they definitely need help everywhere. So, yep, yep. All right, uh, moving on to the next pick, uh, Marcus. Uh, again, I love one of them, hate the other one, uh, but it is what it is. That's not my selections. Um, Newman uh, picking for Cleveland. I mean, they, they've they've won free agency back to back years. They had a really good draft last year. Um, who do you have the Cleveland selecting at the twenty sixth pick in the twenty twenty one NFL draft? Long snapper Michael. <laughs> so 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 there's a lot of given the, what the board is. There's a lot a lot of ways that uh, Cleveland could go. Um, as I mentioned, Christian Barmore is still on the board, so that's super tempting there. If I'm Cleveland picking at twenty six. Uh, there's also, you know, you could take another edge rusher. Um, uh, which I, I, is... I, think, I think with cutting Sheldon Richardson, I think at this point, I think that Bearmore picks even like more more sexy. Can I talk it out there, buddy? Or are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna just keep talking, I'm, breaking up, and, and uh, interrupting me? Um, I can't. I can't fucking agree with you. <laughs> so so yeah so Cle- cleveland can go a lot of different places and you mentioned mo rig is still on the board so they could even grab the safety if they wanted to at that point um but yeah it, it, given that barmore is on the board for uh cleveland right here that's that's going to be the pick for him um but uh, uh i i don't know that he will get that far down there for him yeah. Uh, again, Barrymore. This this is one of the worst defensive end classes. Uh, but Barrymore. Well, so he's a defensive tackle. 
Um, he's gonna play. He's gonna. Defensive he's gonna. Line, I mean, yeah. I guess he could play a defensive end in a three-four, but um, he, he's definitely an interior defensive lineman. Yeah. No, it, it, it makes it makes a ton of ton of sense um, there. Again, I I don't think he makes it there either. Um, but the base on our board, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, JC, um, you're gonna probably take too much time, and Baltimore's gonna miss their pick, right? Uh, I can only hope. Um, yeah, I think if, if Barmore were to happen to fall uh, to Cleveland, that'd be an absolutely incredible pick for them. But I think here, so Javon Morig's still on the board. I think it'd be a really good pick for Baltimore here. I think if there's an outside chance. They need to, to shore up their edge. Baltimore likes really good defenders. I think uh, Gregory Rousseau is a potential guy to go here. Um, but I've had it in my mock for a couple, couple weeks, maybe a month now. I think they're going to go Terrace Marshall try to finally get that extra receiver for Lamar Jackson, who he can't even throw outside, so it doesn't really matter anyway. But to give them that uh, potential ability to do so, I think Terrace Marshall, I've had him here for a little while. It's going to go to Baltimore at 27. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Marshall's also a really good red zone threat. So even if he's not you know, capable of throwing on the outside all that much, which I don't know that that's necessarily true, um, at least Marshall would give him uh, would give him a guy to throw to in the red zone. Yep. Uh, I thought you were for sure going to take the safety, though, here. Um, I had him going earlier in mine, so I haven't going to Jacksonville. Um, but, yeah, I, I've had, had Terrace Marshall here for a while. Yep. All right. Um, for, for my next pick, I have New Orleans drafting at 28. Um, and I do think, you know, Janoris Jenkins left. Uh, they need someone other outside of Lattimore. I mentioned how much the, the NFC South throws the ball. Um, I could see them going linebacker as well or wide receiver, um, but I'm going to go with Asante Samuel here, um, taking a uh, taking a southeast guy and putting him in the NFC South. Uh, they love taking corners, um, so I, I have New Orleans taking Asante Samuel here at 28. Solid. I think wide receiver could be an area to target for them as well, and there's still a bunch of really good yeah, ones left I mean, on the board. Yeah, I was I was between Kadarius Tony. Um, Kadarius Tony was up there for me. I don't like Rondale Moore as much. Uh, again, I'm a, uh, maybe that's my Purdue bias coming from an IU guy. Um, but yeah, I was between uh, Zaven Collins, uh, Asante Samuel, and Kadarius Tony. Um, but yeah, I took uh, Janoris Jenkins. Just leaves a huge vacancy there in a pass happy division. I, I also think Elijah Moore could be at play, uh, especially yeah. being from Ole Miss uh, for a team in New Orleans. I'm sure that they've gotten to see a lot of him play and he is pretty dynamic there. He, he'd be able to kind of replace what you lose in annual Sanders um, and maybe provide you a little more explosion. Yep. Yeah. No, that the wide receiver is definitely a hole as well, but I think this is again, a pretty heavy, um, a pretty heavy wide receiver draft. So I think there can just be uh, a, a little it, bit more value. Isn't it though? When Correct. isn't yeah. it though at this point? It, exactly. There, there seems just to be so many wide receivers. Um, so again, and I'm kind of curious, like what are your thoughts on Kadarius Tony? Cause I think there's a lot of like, once he gets the ball in his hands ability, which I think new Orleans makes an interesting place for him to go to. Cause they can figure out Sean Payton knows how to figure out how to get guys the ball. But like, Across the league, do you guys have Kadarius Tony high within your wide receiver rankings? Because he kind of falls lower for me. I mean, he's in my top ten, I would say, but I don't. But he's not. He's not really. He's, like he's towards the back end of that mess. 
he, he's towards the back end of that. I would have Rondale Moore and Elijah Moore over him as well as Terrace Marshall. Um, so plus, you know, the big three. So we're looking at, I don't know, seven or eight or something maybe for him. Cool. For me, I've told you, Amari Rogers is actually kind of really up there. It's like my like receiver, like four, four or five. Um, just like one of those like weird guys, probably, you know, I think it ran a four, five, three or four, five, oh, like nothing blazing, just like nothing super spectacular about him, but just always makes plays. And, uh, and he's one of those guys that moves faster with pads on. Um, but yeah, but like, yeah, Kadarius Tony's way down there for me, but, uh, Amari Rogers is definitely my, uh, you know, top five guy. One of the things that I think some teams are questioning about a guy like Amari Rogers is one, he does have the injury history, but then two, also realistically, the last, you know, what we've seen from Clemson wide receivers when they've gotten into the NFL has not really been all that productive uh, the last, you know, five, six years or so. Uh, T Higgins was pretty good last year. Um, but, but outside of that, you know, Mike Williams has also had some injury issues. And then some of those other guys just really haven't panned out that great. Um, obviously you do have, you know, uh, new Hopkins, who's, uh, maybe the best wide receiver in the league right now did go to Clemson, but, um, th- th- Clemson does a really good job of scheming guys open. So it's a question as to how much he's able to do that on his own. Uh, and he probably does have to play in the slot for a lot of teams. But he also he, runs up the running back. He has a little bit of LaVisca Chenault uh, quality to him where he could be just a weapon everywhere. So Mario Rogers has a big, yeah. big dude. Like sure, him. and what did LaVisca Chenault do last year? He was pretty damn productive. He didn't really do very much. So for me, I was hoping Barrymore uh, slid down to, to this pick for, for Green Bay. Uh, they need some interior defensive help, um, but I'm going to keep it on the defensive side. Uh, I don't think this is the You're year that to- that Green Bay gives uh, Aaron Rodgers a first-round pick. Um, so I'm taking, again, value because I really like this kid. I'm taking Zavin Collins, linebacker Tulsa, for a mixture of both need and value uh, for Green Bay there. Yeah, he's a freak. He is. So... Um, they, they, they need talent on that side of the ball. I think that's, that's, if Green Bay is going to make a run, it's not going to be drafting first round wide receivers. It's going to be getting talent on the other side of the ball, uh, to stop somebody. So I'm taking saving Collins. No, I think, I think because this is a later wide receiver draft, you can get some talent at wide receiver. I actually lean towards them fixing the interior of that offensive line. Uh, they lose, um, they lose Lindley to, uh, the chargers. So they do need to replace that, that center. Um, so I think, uh, a guy like Elijah, Elijah Vera Tucker here or Landon Dickerson makes a little bit more sense. Um, but, uh, I do really like Collins there. I think that's a good pick. Perfect. All right. We're, we're at the home stretch, uh, Buffalo. Again, we're talking about teams that were damn close to the Super Bowl, So there's not a lot of needs. So I, I really like that. We have a lot of differing opinions on these because again, these, these are a lot of the shock pit shock picks, um, here towards the end of the draft. So, uh, what do you got JC for Buffalo? I won't disappoint. I do want to touch on, and I'll get the stat for you, Newman, but LaVisca Chenault had a pretty elite target share based on his snap count last year. But like I said, we'll talk about that later. Right. Well, I'm talking about the what does the snap count look like? That that plays a factor. We only played 12 I only started 12 games. I'll, I'll get it for you. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was thinking about Asante Samuel potentially here at the corner position, but now that he's off the board, 
Buffalo, you know, kind of like guys like Ed Oliver, those freak defensive players that are kind of up in the air. Potentially also Gregory Rousseau here, just she's absolutely monstrous. But yep. I think we are going to get a bit of a shock and a guy that I probably wouldn't expect because they've tried to fix the running back position with Devin Singletary, with Zach Moss. And they're kind not of around these guys like Javante Williams. But Javante Williams is a little bit better. So I think they go against the grain of that disappointment. I think you're going to go with Travis Etienne here to really shore up that running presence and hopefully get to that championship offense and really make a push next year with a kind of a luxury pick. Exactly. Yeah, I like I like Gregory Rousseau here as, as an edge rusher because again I, I don't know I don't know how he's fallen this far. Uh, but yeah, I think the guys they have in the roster at running back aren't helping them get over the hump. Um, go get another playmaker like Travis Etienne. Um, I like that pick, JC. So I don't really like it. Uh, I think that their issues are are way more focused on the defensive end uh, and they have drafted running backs pretty fairly high the last two years. So um, I think that they definitely should, should look towards addressing their defense because realistically, if you look at that team in terms of the advanced metrics last year, uh, they were really good at throwing the ball and not good at anything else. So um, I I would definitely focus on the defensive end uh, because you can build up that offensive line and just be able to run the ball because running backs are, as I mentioned, basically plug and play at this NFL level. Um, But I I do like Etienne. He is my best run. He is my top running back off the board. Uh, I just don't necessarily think that that's a great fit for Buffalo, although it's very, very well something that they may do, uh, which is good for the Jets. Um, (laughs) So with the 31st pick, uh, Kansas City, um, Kansas City is a team that absolutely needs to uh, try to get some tackles. Unfortunately for them, uh, all of the good tackles, you know, the top four tackles are already off the board. Uh, The next best tackles, you're looking at a guy like Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama, who is um, a pretty good player. Uh, and also Liam Eichenberg at a Notre Dame, who are who is also a pretty good player. But I don't particularly think that either of them really are good values at the thirty-first overall pick. Kadarius so, Tony, right? Gadget guy. That's what Kansas City does. No, well, that's not where I'm going to go. Um, so the other thing that Kansas City does have a penchant for doing is just drafting guys who have really elite athleticism. Uh, so Kansas City, to me, this pick, I have them selecting. Uh, edge rusher Carlos Basham at a Wake Forest. He's been an productive player um, throughout the, throughout his history there at Wake Forest and, and playing in the ACC. Um, and he is a guy who has really elite athleticism. He's super explosive uh, and he should be able to bend that edge really well for them. Um, and I think that that'll help them address that rushing the pass rusher, which they they have not really gotten great production out of. Um, out of uh, their defensive ends the last few years. He's a big dude at 285. I mean, there's no doubt there. I mean, he's he's a monster. I'm curious because Russo is on the board. You have Basham above Russo. So if you look at the testing numbers, uh, Russo did not have a really good shuttle, uh, short shuttle. Um, and when it comes to uh, actually being able to rush the passer, that is important. Also, if you watch the film on Gregory Russo, he does most of his damage when he is lined up inside. Uh, and they need somebody that can actually get some pressure off the edge. Good stuff. I like it. Perfect. All right, Marcus, bring us home with Tampa Bay. So speaking of edge rushers, Russo and um, uh, Phillips, man, big names that that actually, I think they're bigger names than they're actually like production. So that I think that's why they are going to fall, and they should. Um, I think Jalen Phillips was a five-star, like a top five recruit in the country. No, 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 no. High school. He, he he was the number one recruit in the country coming out of high school. 
So yeah, he was he was top five. So yeah, number one. Uh, so I wasn't wrong, Newman. No, he wasn't wrong. Uh, I'm just emphasizing he was yeah, uh, the yeah, number yeah. one recruit. But but two guys that actually just like he he never really lived up to it. So the name kind of sticks with him. Um, and Tampa is here to luxury pick. And truthfully, I was I was really torn here. Part of me wants to say they're going to look for a successor, um, just because it is a luxury pick. But I think here. I think you get a talented guy who is coming off of injury that is versatile. And I think Landon Dickerson here at Alabama is a, is a nice play here for the, uh, for the bucks at 32. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I could see the Steelers taking him. I mean, that's uh, again, a guy that, uh, that I was penciling, uh, in for the Steelers to hopefully take offensive line instead of, uh, in, instead of running back, but uh, but yeah, no, I think I think Landon Dick, Dickerson's a great value pick there, and um, again, you need to keep uh, you need to t- keep Tom upright, so that's a good pick. Yeah, so I mean, the Bucks, as you mentioned, this is a luxury pick. They return all twenty-two starters on their offense and defense, as well as they return their specialists. Um, so you know they're not trying to draft for a starter. This is a depth pick. Uh, Landon Dickerson. I probably does not wind up falling to the bucks. I mean, there's a possibility, I guess that he does. Um, but if I'm the bucks, I would actually probably lean trying to add some depth to the defensive line. Uh, I think there's also a little bit more value there at some of the guys that they do have. Uh, for instance, you have the number two defensive tackle uh, in this draft, Levi, a wounds out of Washington who is available. You just um, wanted to say that that's, that's all you wanted to do. And, and 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 the Bucks could also go back to the well and and draft an edge rusher, as he mentioned in Russo. So um, there's definitely a lot of ways the Bucks could go. Or this is very well a possibility that you could trade out uh, if somebody is looking for a quarterback. Or you know there is some talk that the Bucks actually draft their quarterback in the future. Uh, maybe a guy like Davis Mills or Kyle Trask at 32. Ew. Dave no. Davis Mills was my other option there at 32. All right, guys, there we go. The first annual sports memory mock draft. I Rousseau was a surprise that he didn't go. Uh, Trevion uh, Morig uh, for a safety from TCU. Baron Brownie, um, Liam Eckenberg, Javonta Williams, Rondale Moore. Those are just some of the guys that didn't get drafted that I, I had on my big board. Um, you know, uh, nobody asked me, but I'm going to give, I think, I think uh, Marcus got the best value. Uh, again, if you look at some of his picks with some of the guys that slid, um, I just, I can't believe some of the people that he took. Mac Jones was insane, um, to, to, to Vegas, but I love it. JC was the most fun. He, he definitely had me scratching my head the entire time. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to give him the, the, um, the, the Las Vegas, uh, John Gruden award for, uh, I'm not quite sure I know what he's doing on a few of them, but I, I love it. And then Newman, I guess. <laughs> Newman, definitely, dude, you just know everything in the world. Your mind continues to amaze me how much you know. Um, so, again, you definitely get the Mel Kuyper Award for uh, uh, over oversharing on stats, 100%. For big, uh, <laughs> you're big, welcome. <laughs> big galactic brain. Uh, awesome, guys. You guys got any, any final words? Any thought on the draft? There's zero percent chance that we get most of these. We get even half of these right. I think. <laughs> we, we get like one three right. I know the top two. Any more than two. <laughs> the thousand percent will be over fifty percent. I promise you. 
That is some Marcus confidence there, everybody. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining. We're going to continue to have draft coverage all over the next week. JC and I, this weekend, will be going over some some draft odds like we normally do. Uh, Next week, uh, everyone on the Sports Meme area, other than me, uh, will be writing an article about team needs, and we'll be covering that. Uh, next week and yeah, then we- yeah that's that's going to be division based so we're going to have a breakdown for each division uh all the teams in that division and and what their team needs and what situation looks like going into the draft uh i also had an article that i published today uh about why you should not draft kyle pitts that's worth checking out and uh tomorrow i will have out a uh, a mock draft uh where i did all 32 picks um so you can check that out as well that, that one will be well under 50 percent. i guarantee you <laughs> uh, oh for sure <laughs> all right and then uh, then again we will be live broadcasting uh from uh florida there in the st pete area uh the draft next thursday so tons of draft content tons of draft memes newman jc marcus thank you uh as always and i'll talk to you guys later